you know? So, yeah, you're absolutely correct, brother. And, 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 and brothers need to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of the conversation. Don't feel inferior. Don't feel uneducated. Don't feel any type of way. Don't mm -hmm. put no emotions to it. That's the problem. People are always putting their emotions to stuff. Don't put no emotions to it. Just read, research, understand the facts. Mm -hmm. And then make a decision, a good decision, that's going to benefit your family based on the facts. You know, not based on this emotional tradition that we're doing. So watch this. Verse 4 is really what I want to get to. Yes, sir, I'm sorry for sidelining that. No, you're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. uh, verse 4. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus. I want you to read that one more again. I want to read it a lot nicer. We can't run past this. Because this was written the fourth time for us to learn. Read. Mm -hmm. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus. Who? Somebody was preaching another Jesus during the time of Paul in Rome. Mm-hmm. Ben Pasta. Somebody was preaching just like today. It's like, oh, Christmas is Jesus' birth. Who told us that? Mm -hmm. Who pieced those things together? Mm -hmm. Who gave you the understanding that all oh, that Christmas put Christ's name in front of Mass? Who put all this together? But presenting another Jesus to you. It was, it was going on during the time of Rome. Read again. Watch this. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, uh -huh. whom we have not preached. They, they don't know nothing about no Christmas. They don't know nothing about none of this stuff. Mm, we ain't preach it. Our forefathers and mothers didn't worship this stuff. Mm -mm. A lot of stuff was forced upon us. Folks died um, not celebrating this stuff. But this is all new stuff. Read. Or if ye receive another spirit. Now, the Bible talks about having the spirit of Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not the Christmas not spirit. Not the spirit, exactly. The Bible talks about the spirit of Christ, not the Christmas spirit. We have been given another spirit. Read. Which ye have now received. You don't supposed to receive that. You're supposed to know what spirit you're supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be speaking no Christmas spirit. Read. Or another gospel. Or another what? Gospel. Uh-huh. Which ye have not accepted. You don't post, well, what's, what's this whole story with Christmas and, and all this stuff? All this um, Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, and all, uh, Frosty the Snowman. and I mean, damn, the, the, the Christmas stories go on and on. We're supposed to reject all that stuff. Mm -mm. No matter how kitty, beautiful, and cinematic and emotional it is, it has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with Christ. Read. Ye might well bear with them. You know how we bear with them? This is what we're doing right now. We correct it. Exactly. We reasoning. We, we, we right now showing you maybe you didn't know. Hey, this is the proof. This is the evidence of why I don't do this, why you shouldn't do this. When you see the image of Santa Claus, who, who is there? When you see the image of, of hell, Frosty the Snow, any of these charismatic characters, who is it? When you read up earlier, it says that uh, if he, he somebody is going to pre present this to you. Who told our people these lies? Now, again, a lot of this stuff was reinforced in, through religion. Remember, early on, Christianity was like, no, nah, we ain't going. Mm -hmm. But how did Christianity start going for it? Because a lot of leaders, 
started saying, you know, it, it, it got Christmas in front of it now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, Jesus' name is in there. It, it's about baby Jesus. Come on now, how much more you need? The manger. Let's bring the manger in there too. And they brought up all the triggers that would have triggered you to go the other way. Now they got triggers that make you desensitized. Oh, we're just talking about Jesus. I, I know Santa Claus got nothing to do with it, but baby Jesus. I know Rudolph the Red Nose mm -hmm. got nothing to do with it, but baby Jesus is there. And I, I know Frosty the Snowman and, and Flying Reindeers got nothing to do with it, but they got baby Jesus in the manger. The marketing is wild. The storyline is glorious. And we've been tricked. They did the same thing during the time of the Romans. All right? Um, is something you want to add to that? Because I'm going to go somewhere else with it. No, go ahead, my brother. So watch this. So watch this real quick. I, I want to show y'all what was going on during the time of the Romans. Because I'm going to show you exactly what Christ and them was keeping. And, and, and we're going to read that in the book of John. But, but um, again, I will mention Feast of the Dedication. Nobody knows what that is. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, uh, uh, Solomon, I didn't know, understand what Feast of Dedication was until I, I, I was Israelite. I wasn't until I was Israelite too. <laughs> Never well, knew what it was. Mm -hmm. So watch this real quick. And even when I, and even when I heard of it about 15, 20, 15 years ago, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, where I was from, they don't really even speak on it too much either. Mm. I didn't really get into it more when I until about ten years ago when I when I picked my when I surnamed myself mm -hmm. Solomon, mm -hmm. and I was reading about Solomon's porch mm -hmm. and the dedication of Solomon's porch and, and, and the, the dedication of the temple, mm -hmm. and that's when I learned about it, and and then the conversation started. And usually, you know, it got kind of shut down a little bit, but now I got a lot of buddies around me who do practice it. Mm -hmm. This biblically referenced. You know, we finna dig into absolutely. it. Absolutely, let's we get it. We finna dig into it. Mm -hmm. well, I want first. I want to frame it to show you. Yeah, I'm here to what, learn what the Romans were doing. What did Christ see doing? Like, like Jeremiah dropped the bomb on his shoulders. What the hell? He gave an eyewitness account and was seeing. I want to see what was Christ seeing. What was the disciples seeing? What was Paul seeing during their time? Let's show y'all a little bit of it real quick. Mm -hmm. Let me show y'all something. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't have the dust off no blow the dust off no book down in the basement somewhere. This is all information you can look up if you want to know. So watch this real quick. Let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. So watch this. Ancient Romans passed down many traditions, legal ideas, and celebrations to us today. One of their traditions was Ludi. These were public games that were usually held at the same time as other religious festivals. There would be horse races and theatrical performances. Homosacer is a Roman punishment. The status of homosacer was given to those who broke oaths. Homosacer means a man who is set apart. The people who gain this title could be killed by anyone. Newborns had their own celebrations. 
it was called Dice Lustricus, which translates into a day of purification. Because of the lack of health care and technology, the babies would rarely make it past one week of life, so the parents waited for the ninth day to officially welcome the baby into the family. Before the final day, one of the rituals would be lying the baby on the ground and having the father lifted up to the sky. This was supposed to signify the father claiming the child as one of his own. On the last day, the child would get his or her name. The main reason why the ancient Romans had ceremonies was to make the gods and goddesses happy. If they were happy, then they would give good fortune to the people. If there were no celebrations for them, the gods and goddesses would be disinterested or hostile towards the people. I want to pause right here, uh, Solomon, let you know that the Romans folks didn't worship the Most High. Mm -hmm. They had their own gods and goddesses. Goddesses mean female gods. Mm -hmm. They had their own thing. They can have their own thing. We're talking about what our thing is. And we're trying to bring y'all up to know that Christmas ain't our thing. Mm -mm. <laughs> it ain't our thing. And all our forefathers and mothers through, the, through the, the, um, the chronology of time had to deal with the society's gods in, 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 in celebrations and holidays. Rome had their own thing going on. Jesus Christ had to see these things, his disciples, his, his followers, Paul, they all seen this stuff. They lived in it. They were eyewitnesses to all this right here. Watch, watch this some more. The rain ceremony of the Argorium Sacra was meant to bring a heavy rain after a long drought. What they would do was take the sacred rainstone out of its place and take it to the capital. The people would give offerings to the sky god, Jupiter, in hopes of blessing them with rain. Did they say the most high Solomon? No, 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 Jupiter. <laughs> Ju the guy from Jupiter. <laughs> like the most high didn't make Jupiter too. <laughs> so Jupiter, um, they doing they had their own sacrifice to Jupiter because they wanted some rain. They had their own little thing going Worshiping on. Worshiping the creation. Yeah. Everything God created for us, they worshipped it. Come on now. Oh man, these guys are they were so and, and these are our scholars. Okay. <laughs> they were scholars. Watch today. this, get some more. For crop or harvest ceremonies. The ancient Romans would sacrifice a dog or a pregnant cow to the gods in order to get a better crop. Some other ceremonies were the naming of a baby, marriage, and burial. All babies were given a bola, a necklace that is also a rattle. This was to ward off evil. Boys were to wear it until the age of 16, and girls wore it until their wedding day. The Romans had a ceremony called Lupercalia. It was partly a day to celebrate Venus, the goddess of love, and part celebration of Lupa, the mythical wolf who nurtured Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome. Many celebrations were held on this day. It was similar to our Valentine's Day. 
We don't touch on that another time about Valentine's Day. All this stuff goes back into things that got nothing to do with us. No. Nothing to do. But, but once again, what you're seeing, this was the normal holidays of the time. Now, now those that's a little bit more scholarly and research, a lot of these things had um, the, the, the rituals that went into worship and things. It was all type of sexual orgies and stuff going on. That's why when I'm gonna play the Bloom the Boom Doc clip after this, he showed you that they used to do a lot of homosexual, lesbian things in the worshiping rituals for these various gods and goddesses. Especially Sat Saturnalia. Absolutely. Saturnalia, specifically the worship of the, the Saturn. Mm -hmm. And they worship Saturn so much that they tried to replace the Sabbath day, the name, because God yeah, only named the seventh day of the week. And the whole world at one point, the name of their seventh day was Sabbath. That's why in Spanish it's Sabado. Mm -hmm. That means Sabbath day, not Saturn day. Only in um, only in this in in in, in, w in the word the phrase Saturday mm -hmm. is what they chose to worship Saturn. So they threw that on top of <laughs> of the Most High's day. So now sometimes people even say, "Well, y'all worship Saturn on that day." No, no, no. Mm -hmm. They renamed the Sabbath day after their worship of Saturn. All the days when it comes to the months, when it comes to um um what they call the days of the week, all this stuff go back into idolatry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of it. Imaginations of men. <laughs> so let's finish this up real quick. Venus had a son named Cupid who would go around spreading love around to couples. It was considered lucky to get married or engaged during Lupercalia. I want y'all to see uh, the naked baby with wings. We're not touching a lot of this stuff today at a later time. We'll touch, uh, but all of this stuff is one big circle. It comes from certain people. They still pushing the same thing. They just don't remixed it. You don't know it because you don't know no history. You know we're too involved in a lot of distractions. Where all the, we we look up and find ourselves doing things that we supposed to have no parts of. But all praise to the Most High. Y'all tuned in today and y'all able to hear and get all this information and do your own research after this. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Which occurred on February fifteenth. Some young people will get set up with a future husband or wife on this day. Another ritual on Lupercalia was the women gathering into a crowd while barely clothed men ran around and hit them with goat hides. This guaranteed prosperity and fertility for the women. Now I want to know what's the one to participate in this one. Bro, <laughs> if you fought... It, listen... It couldn't have been none of our sisters falling for that. You can, you know, this is another nation, bro. Because there's no way a sister gonna. <laughs> I want traditions to of man, this. traditions of man, bro. Traditions a lot, a of man. A lot of this stuff we don't know. A lot of this stuff we have no clue because, again, it don't relate to us. But they're picking and choosing what they want us to participate in and do. And sadly, we're falling into that. So, so, so let's finish this video up. The ancient Romans have many holidays. They mostly celebrate gods and goddesses. Vestalia celebrated Vesta, the goddess of the hearth, home, and family. 
It was held on June 9th. The married women of Rome took gifts to Vesta's temple. It was also a holiday for bakers because the Vestal virgins made special loaves of bread from salted flour. Portinalia was a day to celebrate Portinus, the god of keys, doors, and livestock. It was held on August 17th. The Romans would throw keys into a fire for good luck. There were most likely sacrifices at his temple also. I'm sorry. So after you throw the keys in the fire, how was you going to be able to get inside? Bro, these guys, <laughs> I just thought, you know what I thought of myself? They would probably throw a million dollars in the fire trying to get rich. <laughs> they, that type of, they, would throw, <laughs> they would throw a pound of money in the fire hoping to get rich. Did that they, makes no sense, did they, bro. Did they make up some, some, some sacrificial keys or was these the keys? Today, <laughs> businesses that they do, they, they make their own keys and throw their own keys away, looking to open a door. Listen to what I'm saying. But let, that that makes no look. Now let's compare knowledge. Let's compare knowledge. Romans say you throw away your key to open a door. God say knock and it shall be open. Like you, you weigh this thing out, bro. You got knock and it shall be open. Throw the key away and then hope the door opens. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing here? That makes no sense. Oh my God. Where do you find this clip at? I'm going to have to come with it next. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. All right. Oh man. Temple of what? Hey, it was another video that go more extensive to. They had so many wild, crazy things. Oh, man. But that's uh, the Romans ain't scratching the um, Egyptian gods and their customs. Oh. Nobody's touching the, the, the Egyptians when it comes to gods and customs. They hold the crown when it comes to that. I want to, I want to, uh, <laughs> can I, I'm going to jump to a scripture to, to, real quick. Uh, 2 okay. Corinthians verse 10. Okay. 2 Corinthians verse 10. I know oh, we get into our day too, but 2 Corinthians verse 10. Knocking and shall be open. They throwing keys. <laughs> they throwing keys. They said they have a custom where they take the key and throw it away and, then, and hope the door opens. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, so 10. And we're going to pick it up. Verse 5 real quick. I just want to, uh, I want to help everybody understand what you do. What, you know, what is a good practice to do when we're faced with decisions like this? Go ahead. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down imagination. That's the first thing. We just seen a whole entire bunch of videos of imaginations, bro. <laughs> they are worshiping all type of planets, all type of God. They just coming up with names for gods. They coming up with traditions. Mm -hmm. They just coming up with a whole bunch of stuff right there in the, in, in the whole, for the whole world to see. Mm -hmm. All right? These are imaginations. So God tells us what to do here. He's going to give us some instruction. He says what we should be doing is, first thing is casting down imaginations. Go ahead, brother. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. We just seen a whole video of a whole bunch of imaginations of men that, uh, that they created high things, giving them grand titles and grand names and theatrical, you know, uh, uh, stages. And, and you have to do this and you, and this is what they're doing. They, they are trying to make it seem like this is a high thing, like it's on the same level of God, but it's not. Go ahead, keep going, brother. And every high thing 
thing that exalted itself. Exalted again. itself. Not that God exalted in due time, but it exalted itself. They trying to they trying to convince you. God don't try to convince you of nothing. He gave you good. He gave you life and death. He said, you choose. No, they trying to convince you. And when, and then to help them convince you, they suffocate you in it. They put the music. They give the food. They, they, they don't give you a choice, you see? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are forcing you. God is not forcing you. God is the opposite of what people say he is. They, oh, God, I, that mean old God say, I got to do this. No, he gives you a choice. They're the ones who are forcing you, but mm-hmm. they forcing you with a smile on their face, with food in their hand, with manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so, so they convinced you to follow them. You see? I'm sorry, but go ahead. Against the knowledge of God mm-hmm. and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that's how you fight. You have to first cast down the imagination that that Saint Nick all that, that's an imagination. Let me cast this down first and foremost. And any high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. God, in the knowledge of God in Jeremiah, through Jeremiah, said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, do it. No, now I have to cast this down because it is trying to compete with the knowledge of God. They are not on the same level. And it says, they bring into captivity every thought, every single thought. Thoughts. We do you know we have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of thoughts every day? How many times have you stood down and say, let me think about Christ? That means you probably go through hundreds of thoughts before you filter one out. You have to learn how to filter every single thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay? Hey, you're in the spirit. I I I this ain't in my notes, but 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 you you the, the, the spirit led you to cast down imaginations. And it goes with this. When you when they push this Christmas stuff to us, and, and, and especially with the religious aspect of Jesus' birthday and baby Jesus, we have to cast down imagination. Is what color is this baby Jesus? Mm. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what color is this baby Jesus? And what color is the Jesus that they put in when they put up with Christmas? I, I want to ask y'all that. Mm. Since we uh, again, they're attaching the Bible to this thing. I told you the worst thing they can do is try and pull the Bible to this. Keep it with Nimrod. Keep it with Santa Claus and Odin and throwing keys in the fire mm-hmm. and all that nonsense. So, again, we always see stuff like this, right? Let me pull up this thumbnail real mm-hmm. quick. Let me show you what, what, what uh, they're always showing us, right? Of course, we, 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 they, they hit us with the Santa Claus and the reindeers. They hit us with the Santa Claus going, going down the chimney. How many of y'all stay in the house with a damn chimney? We stay in apartments. We stay in the projects. How did Santa Claus get in your house? We we, we don't touch that a little, a little bit later, okay? But then, don't we always see see this right here? Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. We, Jesus' birthday, right? And then they hit us with a whole lot of. I thought I hit the picture <sighs> with the white Jesus baby. Well, I, 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 I didn't. They, they showed it like five times in all the other videos. Every single time they showed a, 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 a depiction of it, they showed a little white baby Jesus in the manger. I see it all the time. So we always see a white Jesus and we see a white baby. We see uh, Mary and Joseph white. Let me tell y'all something. Colors in the Bible. And a lot of times when you get into, the, into this stuff, folks want to start closing the Bible and getting the blackout and, and blacking out scriptures. Let me show y'all real quick because little baby Jesus, 
was not a white baby, baby Jesus. And this ain't racist. We talking about biblical history. Let me show you something. Let's go to the book of, of uh, book of Revelations, to chapter one. I'm going to get it in, in the New Testament. Then we're going to get it in the Old Testament as well. It's written twice in the Bible. Clear as day. But colors in the Bible. It's in there. These things, we read it earlier, Romans 15 and 4. Those things written the four time was written for our learning. We got to learn everything. And some of this learning is going to offend people because you've been taught different. You've been conditioned to something different. But we should know the truth, and the truth is going to set us free, right? So Revelations real quick. Revelations 1, 14. Is that, is that what I want? Mm. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, let's mm-hmm. start. Um, I want to start a, a, a little bit higher. Give me verse 1. All right. Revelation 1. Yep, verse 1. Real quick, we're going to run it. This ain't the part of what we're going to but Solomon hit me with the casting down imaginations. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of imaginations out here. Mm-hmm. Famous, long, uh, lineage lies, long lies. It's been going on from generation to generation. Read that. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The what? The revelation of Jesus Christ. How do you get past the first chapter Revelations, the root word is revealed. Revealing. The sure. revealing. The rev- that's what it means. <laughs> the revealing of Jesus Christ. It's showing you something. Mm-hmm. The revealing of Jesus. Why do Jesus need to be revealed? We read about him, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because they have another Jesus. We read that because there's another <laughs> one out here. Another one was going to be presented. Uh-huh. So it says, this is the revealing of Jesus Christ, read. Which God, have, uh, which God gave unto him. To show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Future tense, read. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. John is finna give an eyewitness account. Mm-hmm. I'm using layman terms. This ain't him um had he was asleep in the vision. Because most visions are you 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 you're you're in a trance. John Revelator was eyes open, and he's going to show you his eyes. He's going to give an eyewitness account. Remember, again, eyewitness account will get you locked up. Mm-hmm. They get somebody to say, I saw you do this. You are out of here. Mm-hmm. So let's not dismiss none of that. Why do you think the, not, the foundation of mm-hmm. that starts here? Mm-hmm. We're reading about eyewitness accounts, even though a lot of folks want dis- to dismiss it. That's on them. They want to dismiss it. That's on them. This is I, he said is eyewitness. He said it. <laughs> they said it plenty times in here. That's on them. So watch this. Um, jump to verse ten mm-hmm. in Revelation, the first chapter. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. The Lord's day is on the Sabbath. So John was keeping the Sabbath day. The Lord's day is the Sabbath. We don't touch touch on that at, at, at a different time. Read. And I heard behind me a great voice. As of a trumpet. So as I'm looking at Solomon right now, if something started making noise behind me, he heard a trumpet behind him. Read. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega, Uh the first and the last. Now he hearing all this behind him. Read. And what thou seest, write in a book. No, no, wait a minute. Stop. Wait a minute. Read that again. Nice and slow. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Uh-huh. And what thou seest, write in a book. 
Solomon, is that not an eyewitness? He said, he said in red letters, <laughs> in red letters, the only black letter there was and. In red letters, it said, what thou seest, what you see with your own. He didn't tell them what to do. He didn't tell them what to say. He said, what you see. You see what I'm saying? He didn't tell him, write this down specifically mm -hmm. in this case. He said, what you see, write it down. Record it. Exactly. Make an account. Mm -hmm. What thou seest, write in a book. Uh -huh. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. So John wasn't to keep this to his damn self. Mm -mm. What you see, make record of it. And I want you to give that record to the various Israelites in these various places. Read. Unto, in Asia, unto Ephesus. And unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice. Now, Matthew, verse 10 and 11 was all going on with John facing the other direction. This was what was being said behind him. He had to turn around and see who was talking to me. Mm-hmm. What did John Rivers see and record, read? And I turned to see the voice that Hold on, wait a minute. Him. The Most High is a mastermind. Solomon, he's a mastermind. He is. He's a mastermind. Maybe John was in a vision. You know, in a vision, you really got to be interpreted. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. He turned and he saw it. No, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He <laughs> said who he told him he was. He know he, he didn't say he was in a vision. He was in a dream. Keep on reading. All mm -hmm. praises. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. Uh-huh. And being turned. Now, you know what being turned means? He didn't turn around and then turn back. He turned around and stayed turned looking at the voice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. He, uh, I would, he didn't turn around and turn back around. He turned around and stayed turned around. Read. And, I, and, and being turned... I saw seven golden candlesticks. He saw a menorah. I know we don't know, but he saw a menorah. Same thing I'm wearing right here. Right there on his shirt. Similar he, to my shirt. He saw right there what Solomon got on the front of his shirt, a menorah. Seven candles. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man. This dude standing with another menorah looked like the son of man, looked like Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Read. Clothed with the garment down to the foot. He had clothes on. He wasn't butt naked like a lot of these images y'all see all over the internet. Mm -hmm. He naked with everything. No, no, he had clothes on. Mm -hmm. These days, guys too <laughs> out there. They little mini mini shorts Come on, out man. there. They, they look ridiculous. And, 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 let's, and let's not forget, during the time of Romans, we understand they wore togas. They wore things that are known today as a mini skirt. That was the fashion of the day. Mm -hmm. That was the attire, but but read on. And girt about the peps with the golden with the golden girdle. So not only did he have um, clothes on, he had a belt. Read on. Mm -hmm. His head and and his hairs uh -oh, were now, like wool. Wait a minute now. So so folks know when you're giving an eyewitness account, the police asking you what? Describe them. Yeah, they, he, they want height? details. What's their color? They want details. So he, he's this eyewitness account is detailed. This is going against what we we, we see in baby Jesus. Read mm -hmm. well, on. Well, hair like wool. <laughs> hair like wool. Imagine that, since we're talking about imagination. Can somebody tell me, or can somebody show me one baby Jesus picture with woolly hair? Any picture of Jesus with woolly hair. 
I'm not talking about with the perm. I ain't talking about the one with the dreadlocks when folks trying to redo it. Anybody just with woolly hair. Folks don't even really want to put that image up because that image of woolly hair been demonized throughout the years. Condition. You don't want to see no damn woolly hair. That's BB shots and Robocops, right? Mm-hmm. That's slave hair. In you compa- don't see that. And compared to what? <laughs> well, that's what the conditioning told us. Mm-hmm. But that's the hair of God from what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So it says what he had, it, it said his hair was like wool, right? Mm-hmm. As white as snow. That's not his skin. It's about his hair. No, uh-huh. yeah, like gray now, hair. White, white hair, hair is gray hair. Let's be, let's keep common sense in in this discussion. Yeah, we're talking about his hair. There, a person hair if it's white. What is that? What do we call that? We call that gray hair. Mm-hmm. Fully gray hair, Reed. Mm-hmm. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Watch this, read on. And his feet. So wait a minute. He described what he saw up top, and he's describing what he's seen at the bottom. What do is now? Unless you have some serious medical condition, Solomon, your feet is the complexion of your of the rest of your body, ain't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> it might be a little darker, lighter, depending on how exposed you keep your feet, what region of the earth you in. But there's not no night and day difference from your feet to the rest of your body. Will everybody agree with common sense on this? Mm-hmm. So watch this. Verse 15 said what? And his feet were like unto fine brass. Hold on. What color is brass, Solomon? I know we this this wasn't a part of the lesson. I wish I had images to show y'all brass. Um, what's the color of a penny? Brass. <laughs> brown. Very brown. Now how brown? Now, now, now I ain't seen no brown baby Jesus. Nowhere. No, nowhere I've seen brown baby Jesus. Uh-uh. Now, not only is it brown. He had to add another descriptor in there. It says what? Burnt. <laughs> As if he were burned in a furnace, not just brown. What color is anything? Burn brown. What color is anything that's burnt? Black. <laughs> when you burn something, it's black. Like, this is common. Like, just put a bell pepper in the stove and burn it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what. Just pick something up and burn it in the stove and tell me what color it turned into. Burn anything. Burn mm-hmm. anything. That's in the Bible. You read the same thing in the book of Daniel, chapter, chapter 10, about the co- colors in the Bible. But again, uh, if, if, if you are, if you have the people worshiping a lie, let's go all the way with the lie. We don't mm-hmm. keep the images um, a lie. The tradition of it is a lie. Everything going to be a lie. And that's how we get this right here. That's how we get this right here. And you know there's so That's how we get this right here. There's so many of them. The list goes on and on. But we very rarely, I, I, I got this image right here. I, I remember, um, and this was um, did by a good brother from, from Chicago. He did a show called Good Times. Episode number two. I'll never forget. It's, the be- it, it, it's one of the greatest episodes of, of that whole Good Times series. They had the proper image, and things was, uh, you remember the episode, mm-hmm. when they had the proper image, everything was going right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the image was the image the Bible describing. Even the young boy, Michael, read out, now he, he used the words of, you know, and somebody else mm-hmm. who repeated what the Bible said. But it's in the Bible. The, 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 the guy repeated or quoted what was in the Bible. I want, are we done with this verse here? 
Yeah, we is. I want to just jump to the next chapter. I'm going to show you another descriptor because while John was talking about what he saw, mm -hmm. he, he said it in a different way right here in, in Revelation 4. So in Revelation 4, I want you to pick it up if you can and in verse 2. The book of Revelations, chapter 4, verse 2. Mm -hmm. And immediately I was in the spirit. So he was back then again. He was in another moment. Like he was getting moved around. Just like Elijah was, you know, got moved around back in the Old Testament. He's getting moved around. He God was showing him things. He was seeing it and writing it down. Go ahead. And behold. A throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. So he was looking at a throne, and the person who was sitting on the throne at this very moment, and what did he see? And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper. Do you know what jasper looks like? <laughs> Does anybody know what jasper looks like? Keep reading right quick. Jasper and a sardine stone. Do you know what a sardine stone looks like? Brother, do you see that stone right there under your computer screen right there? That Like dark red, brownish. Can you pick that up and show it? That's, that's Jasper. That's a Jasper stone right there. I don't think I'm going to show it. Okay, no worries on it. Look and have them look it up. Jasper and sardine stone. These are very dark brown stones with a little reddish tint. Very dark stones. Mm -hmm. So so this is John, again, telling you, giving you a physical description of the color of the person he was looking at that sat on the throne. Mm -hmm. And that color was jasper, and which is a rock, which is a stone, and a, a sardine, which is another stone. Look up these stones. They are very brown, red, brown, but dark, like a maroon, dark maroon, brown color stone, mm -hmm. like burnt brass, bro. You know, he's he's just oh, using right. all. Yeah, absolutely. He's using different types of descriptions in different areas, but that's exactly what that is. So he's giving us another one there. So I, so I want to show y'all real quick. Um, what what was Jesus and the disciples celebrating? Was they celebrating lewd? Was they celebrating Santanilla? Was they celebrating the things that the Romans were celebrating? No. Let's show you real quickly what they were celebrating. Give me Luke 22. Uh -huh. We don't have to guess what, what they were. You know, um, it, it, they had to do what the Romans was doing. No, just like we don't have to do what America pushed today. Uh -huh. You have a choice. You have an option. Luke 22, let's start at verse 1. We're going to read, read through this real quick, mm -hmm. verse 13. Now the feast of unleavened bread. The what? The feast of unleavened bread. I was in church my whole life. We never kept nothing that was gone. I never heard of unleavened bread. We never kept the feast of unleavened bread. And I, and I was in the Christian church my whole life. We have read these verses in church and never kept none of this stuff. Like it didn't pertain to Christianity. Or somebody that followed Christ. But we're finna see, if we're a follower of Christ, which a Christian um, by definition is, why ain't we doing what he, what, what he did? Let's read. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, uh -huh. which is called the Passover. I ain't never kept the Passover day in my life in Christianity. You, Solomon? No, no, not as a Christian, nope. <laughs> not when I, you know, when I was claiming being a Christian, Christian. No, no, I was not that. We know. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, mm -hmm. for they feared the people. Uh -huh. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, 
being of the number of the twelve. Uh-huh. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests mm-hmm. and captains how he might betray him unto them. Mm-hmm. And they were glad and and covenanted to give him money. Mm-hmm. And he promised and saw opportunity. He promised, excuse me. And he promised and saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Mm-hmm. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. Mm-hmm. And, and he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare? And he said unto them, Behold, behold, when ye are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Mm -hmm. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And he shall say unto the good man of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber? where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. Mm -hmm. And he shall show ye a large upper room furnished. There make ready. And when they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. Right there. We start right there. Ask yourself, brother and sister, have you ever kept the Passover? Jesus did. His disciples did. When you continue to read through uh, the rest of the old, uh, the, the New Testament, his um, f- disciples and who they taught, they kept it. And we already know they was keeping the uh, Passover in, in the Old Testament, right? You have to ask yourself today, why? For one, I don't know what it is. For two, why I never kept it when Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And the the last do do y'all the, do y'all remember the last commandment Jesus gave to us? He said, "Do this in remembrance of me." He said, "He as he was getting ready to die on the Passover, yep. he told his disciples to keep the Passover mm-hmm. until he returned." And what did the world do? Forgot all about it. <sighs> The Easter and all the other goofy stuff that we do. But, yeah, that's the last thing he told them to say, hey, keep the Passover in remembrance of me until I come. Now, remember I told y'all to remember the law. He said he came to do away with none of the laws. They kept the laws. Passover was a part of the the law. The biggest, um, let's go there real quick. 23, is it? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to jump back. Ain't, ain't for the touch, but I want y'all to look over Leviticus 23. We ain't finna read all this today. I, I want you to do, do uh, your research, do your diligent inquisition of what's uh, of what we're we're bringing out and talking about. But Leviticus, all I want you to do is to read the, the first um one one through five real five, quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying. Speak unto the children of Israel. Here we go again. Daddy talking to us. Mm -mm. Our father talking to us, y'all read. 
And say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So um, worshiping God, oh, he's trying to, you know, if we don't, um, we don't have, I mean, if I don't celebrate Christmas, what I'm going to do? If I ain't celebrating New Year's, what I'm going to do? If I ain't celebrating Valentine's Day, do you know how many holidays, well, the Bible calls them high holy days, that was given to us to celebrate and get it in? You ain't been taught this stuff in the church. Whole chapter full of days, bro. This whole chapter covers a litany of days to celebrate. And check this out. Ain't none of these days pagan. Check this out. These days pertain actually to you. It's an honoring of our people. What God did for us. But we ain't we ignorant of this. Remember what we read before? Our people are zealous. But not according to knowledge. But not according to knowledge. Read on. Watch this. Even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. Out the gate, he's telling you about the Sabbath day. Out the gate. The Sabbath day is our day. No, Sunday is. We go to church on Sunday morning. That ain't what the Lord gave us, Read. And holy convocation. You're supposed to get together, read. Ye shall do no work therein. No work on the Sabbath day, read. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. You're supposed to keep that Sabbath where? In all your dwellings. No, just in Jerusalem. In all your dwellings. We're keeping it here in Chicago. In all your dwellings. <laughs> Wherever you at, mm -hmm. you're supposed to keep the Sabbath day, Period. Read on, watch this. These are the feast of the Lord. Even holy convocations where ye shall proclaim in their seasons. All these these high holy days falls in particular seasons. Read on. In the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. So when we go back and read in the book of Luke, Christ was having the disciples go and get ready to keep this right here, the Passover. He kept the Passover. You have to question yourself. How am I so diligent in Christmas and decorating for Christmas and know all the tenants are making Christmas glorious, but I ain't, I don't know nothing about Passover. I ain't decorating, did nothing for Passover. And that's what Christ kept. And you know what? That would fill the void, bro. That would fill the, they don't want to, they, oh, this for family. Joe, we have what mm -hmm. we need. God gave you something to come together. And by the way, though, on top of that, if you got to wait until that's and you got to wait till they tell you what to do. Oh, this is the time where you give your gifts to your family and you love your family. If you got to wait for that, then that is a sad state. You just you should be doing that regularly. Mm -hmm. You know, so watch this. Um, go to the book of John real quick. We're going to go to the book of John. Let's, let me show you what what else um, Christ was keeping. While folks was talking about Jingle Bells, Jingle Bell Rock, mm -hmm. let me show you what Christ was keeping too. We we just read about Passover, but around this time right here, what was the Israelites keeping? Watch this, John uh, chapter ten, verse um twenty two and twenty three. All right, and it was Jerusalem, the feast of dedication. And it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. So now the question is this right here. 
This is the only time in this Bible that you would hear, see the word Feast of Dedication and there's no context of it. What do I read about that? What do we read about that? Now, if you are a Christian today, so-called Christian, you will fall up under the, 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 the term Protestant faith. You are either a Roman Catholic, Catholicism, or you fall up under Protestants. And, they, and, and that broke down to all the different subsets. We, we were dealing with the, the um, breakdown of, of the Christianity denominations. Protestants rejected, because um, you read about um, a book called the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha were, was originally a part of the Bible. Those other nations who were controlling what is going to be put in the Bible and x out the Bible came up with what you know today as Christianity. They protest. Protestant is to protest against the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholicism. And with their protest, they said, you know what? In our book, we're only going to have um, the Old Testament and chop off the part, because the Apocrypha was a part of the Old Testament. We're going to cut off these certain amount of books. Let me show y'all real quick something real quick. Let me show y'all something real quick. I'm putting it up on the screen so y'all can see this. I'm finna learn y'all up real quick. Because early on when I came in the truth and they threw this book in my face, I said, what the hell is this? And of course, you know, I looked it up and said, oh, uh, um, I asked a couple of folks, oh, the Apocrypha ain't a part of the Bible. And I said, what makes it not a part of the Bible? I never even heard of it. They said, oh, yeah, it's not um, canonized. They threw a word in there, you know, that, it's not Canaan. I'm like, it ain't Canaan. What, what do, so, uh, look, look, look up here. I got it on the screen. What is the Apocrypha? So, just so everybody can understand. Once again, we're trying to make things very palatable and very understandable for folks. In addition to the books of the Old Testament, in the Catholic Bibles, you see how they threw that in there? The Catholic Bible? Remember, Protestant, which y'all know is Christianity, came later on. With Luther, and hold on, I'm going I'm to uh, read some history on that just in case y'all didn't know real briefly. In addition to the books of the Old Testament in the Catholic Bible, you will find 14 additional books. They say they are additional books. They're not additional books. Apocrypha means hitting. The word apocrypha ain't, ain't, ain't even ours. It wasn't called, the Bible is called the book of the law. <laughs> the Bible is a term folks put on it. Apocrypha is a term that was placed upon it. Apocrypha is a term that placed on it. It wasn't placed on there by us, the people of the book. Folks mishandling our book put these different names on top of it to create confusion. Also called um, Deuterocanon or Second Canaan to distinguish them in value from the First Canaan or the rest of the biblical text. Protestant Bibles, Protestant Bibles, Protestant Bibles, this is on the screen, do not consider these to be part of the inspired word of God though some have usefully historical information. So it wasn't none of us who said this wasn't a part of the Bible, just like we was taught in the church about Christmas and about baby Jesus. They said uh, a part of this section of, the, of um, religion, no, the apocryphal books don't relate to us. Well, how it don't relate to us when in the regular Bible, if we can use that term, and in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 22, we read about Feast of Dedication. 
and that it was being kept. Where in the Bible do we read about the Feast of Dedication then? What was this going on that, that was being kept by Christ and, and, and Solomon's? What do we read about this from? You will have to read it in what is termed as the Apocrypha, but it's really the Old Testament and the Book of Maccabees. So we're going to go into it real quick. Uh, let me, I had another thumbnail I want to show y'all to break down this Apocrypha. I want to take a look at this. Who accepts the Apocrypha? The Roman Catholicism, the Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, and Coptics accept it. These are all the folks that are not Protestants. Protestants would be your um, Baptists, Kojic, um, um, Lutherans, Seven Day of Venice. Uh, what else we got uh, up on that Protestant band? I'm trying to use um, all the AME, um, Methodist, Pentecostal, Pentecostal. All that fall upon a Protestant. Mm -hmm. You're non-Catholic to make it plain to you, right? But again, they didn't come up with this Protestant thing until, hold on. Let me read something for y'all real quick. A little, a, 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 little, a little research on it. You can Google this stuff <clears throat> real quick. The history and founders and the originators of Christianity denominations. I'm listen real good. These are the founders and the originators of the Christianity denominations. We have John Wycliffe, Jane Huss, Martin Luther, and John Calvin. All right. They um Christianity began as a Jewish set in the mid first century. The three prime primary divisions of Christianity are Catholic Catholicism, Eastern or Orthodox, and Protestantism. As of the early 21st century, Christianity is the world's largest religion with blah, 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 two, two point billion, something, blah, blah, blah. The Roman Catholic and East Orthodox um split in one another in the 11th century. So to use layman terms, what you saying, Ryan? Two so-called white folks who had our Bible got into it and split ways. You heard that, Solomon? Say it again. <laughs> Two white guys with our Bible got into it and said, you know what? Hey, I believe this and you believe that. And they created what now is two separate religions. We got the Catholic Church and we got folks that are Protestants. Mm. And from the Protestants, it broke down a whole lot of um, folks who was Protestants that went with Martin Luther and um, Calvin. Right. They <clears throat> created their own interpretation of scriptures. Yeah, because they did it for, you know, they did it for, they were, it was just a religious separation. Yep. It wasn't. It wasn't a holy separation. It was a no. religious separation. It was. We had a difference, and they had a difference in ideology, mm -hmm. and they. And, and that's what that was really all about, you know. So, so you know, the Bible speaks of mother and daughters. That there was a mother church, and then there's daughter churches, mm -hmm. you know. And if all of these churches stemmed from one church, then it would kind of fit that narrative of there's one big major church. And then there's a whole bunch of little extra churches that are kind of associated to it, you know. So, um, so yeah, all of these, you know, and you can see it because they share the same 
uh, uh, they all use the same customs, the same beliefs. They all celebrate Easter. They all celebrate Christmas. They all go to church on Easter on Sundays, mm -hmm. and they all actually practice the same traditions. They just separated themselves by name and reality, but they all pretty they're all pretty still similar in what they actually do and how they actually you know uh, 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 what they teach. This is always about power and control. Uh huh. Everybody wants to run run their own thing. Mm hmm. According according to what they believe and what they want to say, that's what it boiled down to. And we found ourselves in the midst of the whole confusion. But watch this real quick. Give me one second. Watch this real quick. So feast of dedication, right? We read about that in the book of Maccabees. I like Maccabees. Where is that at? That ain't in the Bible. It is a part of the Bible. But you you finding yourself today uh, as a Baptist or any branch of Christianity. The books that describe what Feast of Dedication actually is, is, was removed. It ain't lost books. You look up any King James Version Bible before the Protestant split, and you will see all the books there. They're there. Been there. With much correlation to what's actually in the Bible, because it was a part of the Bible. It, it, it referenced back and forth as you read the Bible. But watch this real quick. Prove all things. So, so uh, let's 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 prove it real, real real quick. We don't go to First Maccabees. I'm finna read. How do we get to Feast of the Dedication? How was we reading about Feast of the Dedication in the Book of John? Let, let me show you what what needed to be dedicated. What what happened? First Maccabees chapter one. First Maccabees chapter one. I'm gonna try and read through this. Um, it's a whole lot of reading. How much time? What time are we looking at? Three hours. Mm-hmm. Cause I so had uh, First Kings eight two. I wanted to I wanted to touch on that because a lot of people don't realize that this is the moment where dead where, where Solomon actually dedicated the temple. Mm -hmm. um, so I did I did want to touch on that before we uh, tap out. Um, that you know, because uh, that, uh, like you're saying right now, because the Bible doesn't spell it out in that way, it doesn't mean it doesn't really speak on it, though. It does, and it doesn't originate in the New Testament either, because it, it, right here in First Kings, it really shows. That's why when Jesus, when we read right now, when Jesus went uh, and and, uh, and applied that, it was on Solomon's porch, yeah, because that was the or origin of the dedication. Let me show you something real quick. Um, First Maccabee. Now, Maccabees, again, was taken during the time period of the Greeks. During the time of the Greeks. Remember, there were um, biblical periods. It's Babylonian period. It was a Persian and Mede period. Let me see. Oh, Persian and Mede. Mm-hmm. It was the Babylonian, the Persians, the, the Medes, Medes, the Grecians. The Greek period. And then the, the Romans, uh, Romans. And then now the Americans. I think I'm missing one. I might be missing one. That was um. Was it one before? Oh, we missing the Egyptian captivity. We was in, in Egypt. First Maccabees. Um, I, I'm gonna read this. I'm, I'm gonna read it quick and and do a lot of uh, summarizing because it's 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 a lot of reading of the history of a of, of what was going on, um, against the Israelites. So bear with me a little bit. I right? I'm gonna be doing some reading. First Maccabees, I'm reading the first chapter. I'm going to start at verse 41, all right? Moreover, King Antiochus, 
Antiochus, for those who look him up, uh, 168 BC, this is a real person, lived in real time. Majority of us should be very familiar because they teach Greek history in public schools. Greco-Roman history and they Antiochus Epiphanes, these names we know. Matter of fact, especially in movies, we should be familiar with it. We we never knew these names was in the Bible. Um, First Maccabees chapter one verse forty one. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people, and everyone should leave his laws. So all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. Yea, many of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. That sounds familiar to, to, to today, right, Solomon? Mm-hmm, exactly what they're doing today. This ain't nothing new. This, this is an old blueprint script that's being ran. Ain't nothing new. Verse 44, for the king has sent letters by messengers unto Jerusalem and cities of Judea that they should follow the strange laws of the land and forbid burnt offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the temple and that they should profane the Sabbaths and festival days. Those that know the Israelites kept all these things. Mm -hmm. We had sacrifice. So if you know of the history, you should know these things were a part of our customs and ways. They're telling us to stop it. Sound familiar, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 46, it says... And pollute the sanctuary and the holy people. Set up altars and groves and chapels of idols and sacrifice swine's flesh and unclean beasts. Pay attention. Keep reading. Verse 48. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised. Now notice it's being specific. They're naming things specific that they want us to do because they know these things the Lord commanded us to do. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar, right? Verse 48. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profanation. To the end, they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. Hmm. I want to read that again. First Maccabees chapter 1, verse 49. To the end that they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. Ordinances is laws. So the reason why Antiochus was saying he wanted us to do all this, so we can forget the law. How people forget the law today? It's called a distraction. Yeah. That's what we're gonna keep we're gonna give them so much <laughs> other stuff to do. That they can't, that they can't even focus on what they're supposed to do, so that we can forget the law and change all the orders. We, we know all about Christmas right now, how to decorate and do that, but we never heard of 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 feast of dedication. And the word Hanukkah means dedication in Hebrew. If we see Hanukkah, we're like, "What the hell is a Hanukkah? Oh, oh that's Jewish stuff." No, that's feast of the dedication. So, so watch this. I'm gonna read on. Um, Verse 50, and whosoever would not do according to the commandment of the king, he said he should die. Is y'all hearing this? Hmm. Look up Antiochus, Greek king. This is real history we're reading, that the Protestants took out the Bible. We'll deal with that another day. But if you didn't do what the king say, he said, kill him. 
It wasn't trying to um, um, learn you to this and teach you to this. It's obey or die. That's how they did it back in the day. Watch this. Verse 41. In the self-same manner wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers mm, over all the people, commanding the cities of, Ju of Judah to sacrifice city by city. Then many of the people who gathered unto them to wit, everyone that forsook the law, so they committed evils in the land and drove the Israelites into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for succor. Now the 15th day of the month, Kaslu, that's the night month, in the 140th year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar and builded idols um, and builded idol altars throughout the cities of Judah on every side. Now we read about this stuff in the book of Daniel. Daniel prophesied about the altars being defiled and all that. That actually came to pass right here during the time of the um, Greeks um, under Antiochus, the king at the time. Let me keep reading. Verse 55. And burnt incense at the, uh, and burnt incense at the doors of their houses and in their streets. And when they had rent in pieces the books of the law, remember, the term Bible ain't the term that was given to us. What we know in the Bible, it was called the book of the law. The Bible is consistent of laws. We never called the Bible. It was called the book of law. Um, Antiochus, when they came and did this to the Israelites, they tore up the Bible. Watch this. Pay attention. I'm going to read it again. Verse um, 56. And when they had rent in pieces the book of the law, which they found, they burnt them with fire. And wheresoever, and whosoever, and wheresoever, I'm sorry, and wheresoever was found with any the book of the testament, or if any consented to the law, the king's commandment was that they should put him to death. Now, um, I ain't trying to, once again, we're dealing with biblical history. We know who the, um, the Greeks is, right? And I know we don't get into Greek. We ain't getting into that today. But we know what the Greek says, right? They was killing Israelites that wanted to keep God's laws. Keep that in mind. We in verse 58. Thus did they by their authority unto the Israelites every month to as many as were found in the city. Now, the five and twentieth day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of God. Remember, we had sacrifice. So they went into our holy place where the Levitical priests did their sacrifice, and, the high priest, and they did their sacrifices unto their false gods on our holy altar. Now, if you know um, Israelite customs, the altar was a holy thing. The sacrificing was holy. You, first of all, couldn't just anybody do it. <laughs> It was all type of rules and structures when it came to sacrifice unto the Most High, right? So watch this. Um, in verse 60, pay attention. At which time, according to the commandment, they put to death certain women that had caused their children to be circumcised. Now, we know circumcision was a law. You circumcise your child, you're getting put to death. Let's keep reading. And they hanged 
the infants about their necks and raffled through their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Howbeit many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat anything unclean. So as much as killing was going on, it was folks saying, well, hey, I guess it's about my time to die. We, 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 we don't stick up. <laughs> newsflash, newsflash. That, that history is going to repeat itself. Come on. Uh, thank you. Newsflash. You better be ready. So watch this. Pay attention. See, I, I know this ain't the feel-good Christian sermon that folks used to hear. Mm-mm. But this is what people need to understand. This is the atrocity that was going to that's a part of the Feast of the Dedication. Look what they was doing. Mm-hmm. Defiling our temple, right? Um, verse 63. Wherefore, they chose rather to die that they might not be defiled with meats and that they might not profane the holy covenant. So then they died. And there was a very great wrath upon Israel. That's down to verse 64. Now, we're going to stand in the same book of 1 Maccabees. I'm going to jump to chapter 4. In your time, I encourage everybody to read 1 and 2 Maccabees. Read it. Um, chapter 4 specifically goes into the Feast of Dedication. 1 Maccabees chapter 4 specifically goes into Feast of Dedication, what we read about in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 22. So 1 Maccabees 4. I'm not going to read this whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the hot, the hot points. I'm going to jump to verse 52. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verse 52. Now, on the fifth and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called the month Caslu, in the hundred and forty and eighth year, there rose betimes in mourning, and often sacrificed according to the law upon the new altar of the burnt offerings which they had made. Look at what time and day and what and what the day the heathen had profaned it, even in that it was dedicated with songs, centrons, harps, and cymbals. Then all the people fell upon their face. Now, I'm jumping to the end. Between 1 Maccabees and chapter 4, of course, Israel went to war. The Most High gave us the victory. Now we are back in our land, and we cleaning out all the wicked stuff that they did um, to our temple. We throwing all that stuff away, and um, the Most High gave us new stuff to put inside that temple, and we're rededicating it to him. That's what we're reading right here. Um, verse 55, and all the people fell down on their face and worshiping and praising the God of, of heaven who have given them good success. And so they kept the dedication of the altar eight days. This particular high holy day was kept eight days. Um, it says, and offer burnt offerings with gladness and sacrifice the sacrifice of deliverance and praise. Of course, we don't sacrifice no more according to Hebrews. We'll touch that a little bit later. <laughs> All right. Um, verse 57. They decked, they decked also the forefront of the temple with crowns of gold and with shields and the gates and, and then chambers they renewed and hanged doors upon them. So they redecorated also the temple because the heathen defiled all the stuff. Watch this. Verse 58. Thus there were very great gladness among the people for that the reproach of the heathen was put away. Moreover, Judas and his brethren 
But the whole congregation of Israel ordained that day that the days of dedication of the altar should be kept in their season from year to year by the space of eight days from the from from the five and twentieth day of the month Caslu with mirth and gladness. At that time also they built up the Mount Zion with high walls and strong towers round about, lest the Gentiles should come and tread it down as they have done before. So this is a holy day, not a high holy. High holy days are the ones that's detailed in Leviticus, um, the 23rd chapter. This is a holy day because right here we're reading about the Lord did something mm-hmm. great again for Israel, and we always remember the great things that the Most High did for us. Mm-hmm. That's always been honored throughout the scriptures. That's why you're reading the book of John, um, um, 10th chapter, verse 22, that it was during the Feast of Dedication and Christ was walking through the, te- through the temple, specifically Solomon's um, porch, because he was remembering the day the Most High gave Israel victory during the time of the Greeks. So hold on, let me post this these scriptures inside the chat real quick as a reference so folks can, read, can look this up for themselves and read it. Give me a second. And I'm going to read back in John real quick. It's very important for, for, for us to look these things. Look and, at that's, and that's what I learned when, when, when I was taught about it by, by somebody who actually did it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how he broke it down to me. Like, you know, it, it may not be a high holy day, but it's a no. day that Israel practiced. It was a day a that day. the priest of Israel was practicing. Even Jesus had, a, had a, you know, he celebrated on that day. Mm-hmm. He didn't separate it to... As part of, you know, uh, his commandments. But at the same time, Israel was allowed to have pride and civil holidays, bro. Like, they, everybody got civil holidays. And this is something similar to that is how they explain I mean, this is a is a holy day still. But, you know, it's, it's, it's like a civil holiday. There's nothing wrong with being proud of God and being happy with God and, and putting that out there, you know. So so that is how, how you know, from somebody who didn't celebrate that all my life like that that uh learning about it and learning and then even even the maccabees how they was explaining to me how it's israelites explaining it it's just like like we got this time of israel right Mm -hmm. and you got this time of holy scriptures and then you got like yourself like we're doing right now we're explaining what we're was going on we're explaining what we see what we're reading and it's the same the maccabees doing the same thing they're explaining what was going on during during this uh dedication and and how the you know how the oppressors basically was reacting to it you know so watch this i want to read this real quick in second maccabees chapter 10 because somebody might be thinking well why is it eight days is that something um he just made up let me show y'all something real quick. Um, Judas Maccabees and, and, and Judas Maccabees and his brothers, they fought uh, along with other mighty men with them, fought for the fought for Israel. We don't again when it comes to war and we we understand now Veterans Day and Memorials Day and how they commemorate the folks who fought in the Vietnam War and World War One and World War Two. We understand the idea of commemorating warriors for fighting wars. 
We had warriors that fought specifically for us. To, to, to fight against those who were oppressing us. That's what Feast of the is is memorizing a great deliverance. Watch this real quick. Second Maccabees chapter 10. I'm going to read from 1 through 10 real quick. Now Maccabeus and his company, the Lord guiding them, recovered the temple and the city. But the altars which the heathen had built in the open street and also the chapels, they pulled down. And having cleansed the, te- the temple, and having cleansed the temple, they made another altar. And striking stones, they took fire um, out of them and offered, and offered a sacrifice after two years, and set forth incense and lights and showbread. So all the stuff that was there before that the heathen parlayed and did, uh, and did swine flesh and sacrificed their gods on. When, when the Most High gave us the victory when we get back in the land, we didn't use none of that. All that stuff went in the garbage. Why is that important? We have to get rid of a lot of these things that might have been family heirlooms, crosses, and, you know, um, um, baby Jesus pictures on the wall. and all. Fishes. And, yeah, <laughs> all, that, all that little paraphernalia. Yep, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the term. Thank you. Uh-huh. All that paraphernalia got to go. Because it has nothing to do with what? Us, right? So let me keep reading. 2 Maccabees chapter 10, verse um, 4. When that was done, they fell, they fell flat down and besought the Lord that they might come no more into such troubles. But if they sinned any more against him, that he himself <laughs> would chasten them with mercy, that they might not be delivered into the blasphemous and barbarous nation. Mm. Now, upon the same day that the strangers profaned the temple, on the very same day it was cleansed again, even the five and twentieth day of the same month, which is Caslu. And they kept eight days. Listen good. This point I want to get to. And they kept eight days with gladness, as in the Feast of Tabernacles. So how he got this was like, hey, we're going to keep this in similitude to something everybody's already familiar with, Tabernacles. Now, I know some of y'all, we, we ain't, again, if you read Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, you'll find out what Tabernacles is. All right? And we'll also touch on that again at a, a later date when that come around. But, again, he didn't just come up with this. Hey, we don't do it in a similitude of something that we already keeping. He wasn't in his own flesh. So, hey, we don't keep it like t- Tabernacles. And those are known to the t- Tabernacles, Tabernacles, seven days. Um, and it was kept eight days with gladness as the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, eight days, right? Rem- remembering, remembering that not long before they had held the Feast of Tabernacles when they as wandered in the mountains and dens like beasts. Therefore, they, they bare branches and fair bros and palms and did songs. And to that, they given them good success in cleansing this place. They ordained also by a common statue and decree. They ordained also by a common statue and decree. That's why I say, he didn't say this is a high holy day. We know the high holy days. We read about that in what? Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. But they said, this is a holy day because look what the Lord did for us. So, again, they said that um, verse 8, and they ordained also by a common statue and decree that every year those days should be kept of the whole nation of the Jews. 
And this was the end of Antiochus called Epiphanes. Now, now will we declare the acts of Antiochus Eupator, who was the son of this wicked man, gathering briefly the calamities of the war. So we read about that in the, the first and second book of Maccabees. That's how we got back to John chapter 10. Let me read this. John chapter 10, verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication. And it was winter. So it's letting you know that, uh, again, this uh, it, it's new to us because we today find ourselves being Protestant Christians and, and the originator of this whole Protestant thing took these books out. So we read that, we're like, oh, I don't know what Feast of Dedication is, but let's just keep reading. But if, if they would have kept the Bible intact and had the, um, those books in there, you would have read about that in the book of Maccabees, about what happened. And um, it was prophesied to happen in the book of Daniel. Like I said, I ain't trying to go back into prophecies, but that, it was prophesied that the temple was going to be defiled. And it's always prophesied, what you was going to pull in First Kings? Um, yeah, in 1 Kings 8. Where's you at? 1 Kings 8. There's also in Chronicles too. It's but a few times. Yeah, that, that he did the dedication, yeah. and it was for eight days. And mm -hmm. It don't say Feast of Dedication, but like on right here on 1 Kings, let me see if I go down to... Uh, and if I can interject real quick, uh -huh. you, if anybody didn't read, and I encourage everybody to read the Bible from beginning to end yourself. Again, I know it's a whole lot, but uh, I, I, I always like to ask a person, um, when we get into Bible discussion, have you read the Bible for yourself? And, and a lot of times they have, they don't read parts or read along with the preacher, but themselves, they never have read the book that they profess to believe in from beginning to end. Let them tell it though, they done read it 10 times. <laughs> listen, I, listen. It, it be the people that don't know nothing about the Bible that read it 10 times back and forth, bro. And, that's, and they say that because they really don't want you to even talk to them about it. They try. It's like a, a scare pump. You know, it's like a, a pump fake. Like, I done read it 10 times. I'd be like, okay, let's talk about it. Oh, no, I ain't going to read the Bible with you, though. But, um, but yeah, 1 Kings 8. This, you know, I've always thought that this was, uh, the, you know, part of the dedication or part of the origin of the dedication. Um, and then especially because it ended with, it doesn't say that it was the Feast of Tabernacles, but he ended it on the eighth day. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and uh, I wanted to start on uh, 1 Kings 8 and 50, 54. 8 and 54, uh-huh. Got you. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 54. Yes, sir. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all his prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Keep going. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that have given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised, there have not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Mm -hmm. Keep going. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us, mm -hmm. that we may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And let these words... Wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, 
be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, that he maintained the cause of his servant mm -hmm. and the cause of his people Israel at all times as the matter shall require. Keep going, my brother. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is none else. Mm -hmm. Keep going. That's Folks hate to hear that. I know they hate to hear that, <laughs> but they're going to have to deal with that. Verse 61. Uh -huh. Let your heart, therefore, be perfect with the Lord our God to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Mm -hmm. Keep going, my and brother. And the king and, and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, this wasn't no holy feast day, or the specific, it wasn't no ordained feast day, but he was doing his whole big old thing and he was sacrificing and he was doing a prayer over all of Israel on at the temple, by the way, after mm -hmm. they brought the ark back to the temple, mm -hmm. after the wars. Go it's ahead, good. keep it's going. Good. Verse 63. And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offering. Which he offered unto the Lord two, two twenty, and 20, oh, yeah, two, 20. oxen <laughs> and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep. He was not playing. Go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, enough for the whole, all of us. Hey, it smelled good up in there. Oh man, listen, if it, you know what, you know what, if, let Solomon come and do a, a, a dedication. I'll eat, I'll eat with him. I gotta eat with my brother. Go ahead. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. Okay, so so and he says it here, and then so they dedicated the, and good. the show, and then and I want you to read down because I want to show how you mentioned also even in the Book of Maccabees how this was an eight day feast. Although it wasn't the Feast of Tabernacles, it followed the Feast of Tabernacles, though it was wintertime. Go ahead, brother. That's good. Verse 64. Mm -hmm. The same day did the king hollow the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. For there he offered burnt offerings and meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar that was before the Lord was too little to receive mm -hmm. burnt offerings. Yeah, yeah, come on. And meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. And at that time, Solomon held a uh -huh, feast. The fe he just dedicated, he held a feast to this dedication. Go ahead. He That's just, good. one scripture before that, he just said, he just did, he, him and the children of Israel just dedicated this house to the Lord, and he's holding a feast for this dedication. Go ahead. And at that time, Solomon held a feast in all Israel with all him. All of Israel. Go ahead. A great congregation. Mm -hmm. not, not some of the Israelites. Was, <laughs> all of Israel was celebrating this feast that Solomon put together. Go ahead. From the entering end of the Hamath unto the river. Of, yeah, that's a large feast, brother. This was a feast to dedicate something to the Lord. Everybody better show up. Even if it's not sanctioned that this was one of the three times in the year that everyone's supposed to show up for the Lord, they showed up for Solomon, though, because Solomon was dedicating something to the Lord. Go ahead. Hey, the Most High is a master, man. He showed how large the group from the Hamath, uh, from, from entering in of Hamath, that's a location, mm -hmm. all the way unto the rivers of Egypt. To the border. Yes, sir. That wasn't a two-block radius. No, no, brother. That was a whole <laughs> desert, bro. That was a whole ocean of land, bro. Go ahead. So, um, all praises. Um, uh-huh. It says... 
And the river of Egypt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unto the river of Egypt before the Lord our God. Uh-huh. Seven days. Keep going. And seven days. Uh-huh. Even 14 days. So they were building up. They were building up. But check this out. Read that last verse. And then what? Verse 66. On the eighth day. But this is not the tabernacle. So we, so this is confirming what, what the brothers in Maccabee was recording. Go ahead. And on the eighth day he sent the people away mm -hmm. and they blessed the king and went unto their tents joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord had done for David his servant and for Israel his people. All praise. And there's also another account of it in Chronicles, brother, where, where it breaks it down and it's the same, you know, and and being that it's not the Feast of Tabernacle, you got the, you know, you got to go with it. And so in this case, you know, for people who are looking for Old Testament, uh, in my opinion, from Old Testament uh, evidence that confirms the, the Feast of Dedication, and it shows, this for me, this is it. This is one of the reasons why I say, you know what, I'm, I'm riding with the de Feast of Dedication. If I got to choose between the Feast of Dedication or Hanukkah and Christmas, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, I am going to pick the Feast of Dedication. If I'm going to celebrate anything at this time on this month in December, I'm going to celebrate the Feast of Dedication because at least the Feast of Dedication is something that the Lord, that Christ himself was represented at. He mentioned it. He was there. And even in the Old Testament, with the son of David, David, the man of, uh, of, of God's own heart, his son, you know, uh, uh, had this feast of dedication. He dedicated the temple. He did this. And so so if I got to choose one or the other, I'm going to choose with what the Bible does mention and what the Bible does support versus what the Bible speaks against specifically. Uh, absolutely. So, again, I want to I want to reference that John 10 chapter, verse 22 mm -hmm. and 23. And it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication, dedication. and it was winter. That, winter. We're in the winter season right now, everyone. Mm -hmm. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. So let me tell y'all something. Again, this is something that pertains to us. Even if you don't want to subscribe to, okay, I ain't no Israelite, but, you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. Well, you still got to, you believe in Christ, you got to do what he said. He, he kept this. Mm -hmm. He kept it. Mm -hmm. It's a day to be. He, he did not keep Christmas. I'm gonna say it again. He did not keep Christmas at all. Mm -mm. So watch this real quick from now. Um, next question. We almost done, y'all. But um, next question, real quick, is um, go to Isaiah real quick. I have to pull this. Isaiah 56, verse two. Because Paul, I don't know what y'all, Paul kept Passover, Paul kept the Day of Atonement. <laughs> I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 5, what, what uh, Paul, Paul said, even, uh, even if, because if, it's some folks who put Paul writings and words above Christ. Uh-huh, yeah, that's a big mistake. So, 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 so uh, we don't even show you that Paul kept these same things. Mm -hmm. You have to consider, why don't I know about this stuff? Then secondly, why ain't I celebrating this stuff? Isaiah 56, give me verse 2 through 6 real quick. Uh-huh, Isaiah, Isaiah 56, verse 2 through 6. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it. So we're supposed to keep the Sabbath day, don't pollute it. Mm-hmm. And keeping his hand from doing any evil. Read on. Neither let the son of the stranger who have joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord have utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. So everybody um, had part 
in keeping this. What the Lord ordained for us to keep, everybody was to keep this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. What the Lord ordained for us to keep. Now, now Leviticus 23, mainly first and foremost, is for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it is for everybody else. Y'all, y'all supposed to keep it. The Lord, the Lord don't want you to keep, keep, keep it no Christmas. And you don't <laughs> show the Jew first and then the Gentile. Like, like, and, and, and people don't realize why you said the for anybody who's saying to themselves right now, that's for the Jews or that's for the Israelites. They were chosen for a reason. Come on now. They weren't just chosen to exercise practice. Their entire job is to teach everyone this. That's what they were chosen for. They weren't just chosen just because, like, oh, just God didn't have nobody to choose. Like, no. He chose a specific people to do a specific job. And this is the job, to teach everybody his ways. Solomon, let me back you up with what you just said. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 real quick. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. The bag of what you just said. We're chosen for a job to do. Behold, I've taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord um, the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Keep ye therefore in duty, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight, sight of, of the, the nations, nations. Absolutely. which shall hear of all these statues and say, what the nation is supposed to say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Who don't want that? Oh yeah, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know who don't want that. Who wouldn't want that? We have to play our role in our office. Mm-hmm. Our office ain't to assimilate with what they got going on. Mm-hmm. So folks to assimilate with what we have going on. Mm-hmm. That's I'm gonna the keep, program. Shall I keep, um, verse four. For thus said the Lord unto the eunuchs. So, that keep, so, so we back in Isaiah 56 verse four. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Isaiah 56 verse four. Now, for thus said the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my sabbaths. And choose the things that please me mm-hmm. and take hold of my covenant. Mm-hmm. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than the sons, than of the sons and of daughters. And I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. So again, you don't have to, hey, well, I, 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 I see that Christmas is wrong. I, 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 I get the history. But, you know, I, I don't see myself as no Israel. I, I I just believe in God. I believe in the Bible. Cool. You're still supposed to be keeping the things of the Bible then. You can't say that, that, that uh, you about God and not keep the things that the people of God is about. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. You're supposed to keep these things. It's a place for you in these things. All right? Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, real quick. Let's shoot over real quick, guys. While we're in Isaiah, Isaiah 29. Just to uh to reiterate some of this real quick. Uh, let me see. Isaiah 29. All right, what you want? We're gonna start at verse verse 8, my brother. The book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 8. And it shall even be as when a hungry man dreameth. And behold, he eateth, but he awaketh, and his soul is empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreameth, and behold, he drinketh, but he awaketh, and behold, he this, is faint. Real quick, this is Isaiah 29? 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? My bad. That was me. <laughs> my bad. Here I go. Isaiah 29. My bad. Sorry at verse 9. Start at verse 9. I'm sorry. Okay, I thought you was going somewhere with it. Okay. No, no. Here we go. I'm going somewhere Isaiah right now. 29, uh-huh. 29 verse 9. Stay yourselves and wonder. Mm-hmm. Cry ye out and cry. Uh-huh. They are drunken, but not with wine. Okay, so they drunken again. We here, here goes this drunk stuff again. Go ahead. They stagger, but not with So what drink. are they drunk with? What is everybody drunk with? What are they staggering with if it's not alcohol and wine? Go ahead. For the Lord have poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep. So people were sleeping, but now they're awake. Go ahead. And have closed your eyes. Uh-huh. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, have he covered. Mm-hmm. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. Mm-hmm. Keep reading, brother. Which man delivered to one that is learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. Mm-hmm. Keep reading. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. And that's what they say today. Oh, I, you know, I don't understand the Bible. Oh, I don't understand the Bible. Oh, man, I don't know when it's literal, when it's not literal. I don't know this and that. Listen, listen. He's not trying to hear that. He want to see some effort. What's the next verse, bro? Verse 13. Wherefore the Lord said. What did he say? For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth mm-hmm. and with their lips do honor me, mm-hmm. but have removed their heart far from me and their fear towards me is taught by the precept of men that's the problem right now that 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 right now people are actually following the precepts of men and not, you don't got to go to it right now but i did want to mark 7 says the same thing how be it in vain do they worship me teaching for the doctrines of the commandments of men and then he gave a couple of examples one of them was washing pots and pans let me give a different example putting up a tree okay Putting up a tree is an example of a, a foolish custom that is a commandment of men. It's not, and, and they teach it like it's a doctrine of God, but it's not a doctrine of God. It's the commandments of men. So God in Mark 7 say, how be it they wish, worship me, teaching for the doctrines, uh, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. Okay, and then he gave a, a, a couple other uh, examples. But then at verse 13 of Mark 7, he says, making the word of God of non-effect through your tradition. And that's what you end up doing. You end up choosing your tradition. And when you choose your tradition, you make the word of God of non-effect to you, to you, though, not to me. Not to everybody else who's keeping the word of God. That's going to have much effect for them. But for you, you make the word of God non-effect because it's not benefiting you anything. Okay? So you should, you know, we need to get that together, man, because I realize we didn't tell you, you know, y'all need to stop doing it. This is pretty clear. This is pretty plain information that we're putting out here. Go ahead, my brother. So watch this. We're in the home stretch now. It's, uh, 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 the, the, it's, it's two more questions. One, This one of them right here. So what days did God give us to celebrate? Because we don't, we only touched on Christmas. We, and I mentioned briefly, you know, uh, um, um, New Year's and Valentine's Day, Sweetest Day, Thanksgiving, okay, Halloween, okay. So w- what did the Lord give us to celebrate? Well, we, we told y'all about reading the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, Okay. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, tells you systematically the high holy days that we're supposed to be keeping. Crystal clear. Let me pull up a thumbnail for you real quick. Let me take this down so we can see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So so look what we have in front of me. 
So, so this is what we have in, in front of you. Biblical high holy days. Up here we have new moons, right? Um, for, for those, it, it, I'm, I'm covering this stuff surfacely and briefly. We have months. Be, the, the, the word month comes from the word moon. All right? You knew from the, the new moon that this was the beginning of the months. A lot of folks believe that it was Canada's always. No, 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 no. Canada's were, were, was new over a period of time. Folks was able to know the, 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 the signs of times through what the Lord created, the moon, the sun, the stars, um, evening, the morning, so forth and so on. But I want to show you what all the Lord gave us to celebrate, okay? I'm going to show you again what the Lord gave us to celebrate. He gave us new moons. It's 12 of those, 12 months within a so-called year. So we have 12 new moons of celebration. Then we look, we have Sabbaths, all right? Um, and, and, and the Sabbath is from Friday evening to, to, to Saturday evening, right? We have 48 of those Sabbaths. We have 48 Sabbaths. So, 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 so look what we're working with right now off the cuff between the new moons and Sabbaths. We have a lot more, a lot just with the new moons, we got more holidays than, uh, uh, holy days than holidays given to us here in America. We have Sabbath days, 48 of them. Some years, you know, they might have an extra Sabbath here and there. Man. Depending on how how they set the calendar. It's just so, we have no excuse is what we have. Look at the high holy days given to us. We got Passover. We got Feast of Unleavened And we get to eat and all of these. Come on now. Bro. What are you doing? You, and you ain't sitting seven back. Seven days. Oh, so what y'all do? I, I don't know what y'all be doing. I, I, we party for, for, for uh, high holidays. Mm-hmm. We eat good, play. We, we, we fellowship. We have a good time. I don't mm-hmm. know what y'all thinking. Oh, we're in the real spirit. We ain't in church singing um uh, um <laughs> singing silver and gold. <laughs> it says what? We have Feast of First Fruits, which y'all know is Pentecost. Memorial of blowing trumpets. We have the Day of Atonement. We have Feast of Tabernacles. We have Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah. We have destruction of Nikur, Perim. All these in the Bible. All these days is days that, that pertain to God's people. And even if you don't want to subscribe to being um, God's people, you're just a believer of God, you're a child, whatever the, whatever the case may be, these are still the days that God is, is about. These are the days that he set up to be celebrated. These are the days that really involve him and give him back honor, glory, and praise. You ain't glorifying God in no Christmas. He's not yet. Matter of fact, it's disrespectful. Mm. It's identity theft. It's lie, flat out lies going on. Doctrine of vanities. We have to pay close attention and, and, and really understand that, right? Hold on, let me take this down. It was another thumbnail I wanted to share. What's something you want to add? Oh uh, no, brother, no, brother. I think we, I think we in the spirit, the right spirit. So I want to bring this up: the difference between Christmas and Hanukkah, which is a feast of dedication, right? It says Christmas. Christmas is an annual Christian festival. Do you see the disrespect? Hmm. 
out of all the common, open, non-hidden history, when you look at this, they'll say Christmas is a Christian festival. You didn't see this? And Christ's birth on the, oh my God. And Christ's birth on December like, 25th. How dumb can they be? They say, and look, it says, it, it, the root, look, the food that you eat <laughs> is a roasted meat, pudding, yule log, cake, and eggnog. <laughs> they well, they, they they showing you, they showing you the requirements of the Babylonian Empire. Like if you want to take part of Christmas in the Christmas spirit, then you gonna do what the Babylonians did. The tradition. I'm reading the blue side where it says for Christmas, the traditions is the exchanging of gifts. Do, now, now you know the Israelites gave gifts. That's mm -hmm. in the Bible too. We ain't the first day came to Jesus with <laughs> gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So. Exchanging gifts and a Christmas card, church service, special Christmas meals, the viewing of the nativity plays, caroling. <laughs> you know, caroling is singing Christmas songs, right, mm -hmm. y'all? And special Christmas decorations like Christmas tree. Where do we read any of this in the Bible? Where is God getting in? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Solomon, I'm sorry. Folks think because they thank God for the Christmas tree, that's giving God honor. Mm -hmm. You thanking God for the food for Christmas, he's getting honor. No. So you're going to thank God for exactly <laughs> what he told you not, not to, to do. do. <laughs> he's going to be like, don't do this. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to thank you for it. That makes no sense. Let me show you all something. The book of Ecclesiastes. Grab this for me real quick. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. I want to summarize something up for y'all. We got a couple more scriptures, and, and then we done. 12, 13? Yeah. Um, 12 and 13. Mm -hmm. 12, matter of fact, 13 and 14 together. Yes, sir. This scripture right here, I never heard my whole life being uh, um, during the time when I was in Christianity. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So it, the Most High is a mastermind. I keep saying that. He, he take all the guesswork out of it. You don't have to guess. I, 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 what do I supposed to do? Fear God and keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. Duty means responsibility. This is your responsibility. If you say you believe in God, if you're about this whole God thing, your responsibility is to fear him means respect. Let's keep it clear. Fear is in line with respect. Just like you have a parent, you fear, uh, uh, when you say you scared of your father, your mother, that was respect that came with that. You, you knew not to do that because I fear them. I respect them, right? Mm -hmm. Watch verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret, secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So God is going to judge you on what you do. He's keeping record. A lot of folks is being marked right now. Hey, uh, uh, um, um, with a person can't say now. You know, I never heard about this. I never knew that Christmas was um, not not of God. Now you heard it. I never knew that 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 um, the various things we brought out. Now you know. Now now the ball is in your court. On how you're gonna play the game now is 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 you now finna say well that's y'all opinion and I'm finna go with my family traditional I'm gonna do what 
everybody else is doing because I don't want to stand out like a sore thumb. That's what they, that's crazy. So watch this. Um, last question. Was it something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I'm just going to read over. You ain't got to go to it right now. I just want to read over real quick. Jeremiah 16, 19, basically what you're saying, though. That's a good one, yeah. Uh-huh. And it said, oh, Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentile, the Gentile shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, surely our fathers has, have inherited lies, mm. vanities, and things where there is no profit. They are going to come listen eventually everybody's going to turn back to the most high it's That's best right. you do it now <laughs> it's best it's, it's best you get a hold of it and you do it now you might you might have a little rank in a little city or so but if you wait till the end if you wait till he say depart from me your heart you never knew me that's the wrong time to try to change your yeah. ways. You know, you got to be now. You got to show God that you care about his ways. You may not understand why I got to do this. Why I got to do that. What's the benefit of it? Do it first. Be obedient first and let him show you the benefit. Let whatever it bring out of your character. But, you know, you got to get God. You, you don't gave your whole entire life. To, to Christmas and all these things, and you, we still broke, we still messed up, we still, this don't benefit us nothing. Mm. The only people benefit off of these days are the people who are selling us everything we're buying, everything. The food, the decorations, the clothes, uh, you know, we buy, we just spend all our money, and these people are getting rich mm. for over foolishness, man. The, like, think of it just in, in practical, plainest terms, bro. Mm. We are being foolish as a people. When we do this, and and we need to stop. We need to think things that have value, things that things that make sense, things that are going to build up equity in our life. Mm -hmm. And this is Christmas. This is not it. That's not. That's not what how it's done. So, last question: Can I still celebrate Christmas? <laughs> you know, after you went through a whole bunch of stuff, I still hit you. So, so what you saying? I can't do it. Hmm. <laughs> so let me show y'all something real quick. A couple more scriptures, and we up out of here. We all y'all here. Um, I want to read Ecclesiasticus chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 7 in there. I'm going to read it um, on Solomon. Mm -hmm. The book of Ecclesiasticus, again, this is what is in the Apocrypha. Man, I heard, I, I, I do not like using that because it makes it seem like it's a separate book. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiasticus chapter 33, verse 7 through 9. It says, Why doeth one day excel another, when as all the light of every day in the year is of the sun? By the knowledge of God, they were distinguished. He altered seasons and feasts. Some of them have he made high days and hollowed them, and some of them have he made ordinary days. Let me tell you something again. Let me bring up this thumbnail. These are the high days that the Most High is dealing with. He separated these days. It wasn't somebody trying to get you involved in some paganism. No, these are the days that God is about and respect. And that if you love God, you have to condition yourself, you have to learn yourself to these things. Because this is what he's respecting. And this is what he's going to judge you by as well. Uh, I, I want to read, um, can you grab um, Proverbs 30 and 6? Mm-hmm. Proverbs 30 and 6. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with, can I still celebrate Christmas? Yeah, here I go, my brother. Ready for me? Uh-huh, ready. 
Proverbs 30 and 6. Add thou not unto his words. Hold on, say what? Add thou not unto his words. Least he reprove thee. Correct thee. And thou be found a liar. We found the dudes who tried to link the Bible up with paganism as liars. They liars. They liars. We showed you the people who had drew up Santa Claus and made mm -hmm. his image. That's a lie. So they liars. So the Bible's a true book. Mm -hmm. You can't start playing around with God and pull him into stuff and, 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 and he not expose you. And, and, and guess what? This is one thing. It's a lot of different religions. It's a lot of different things folks trying to include God in that he's totally against. Ways of life and all, so forth and so on. We have to be mindful. Because if you try to include God in something, you might find yourself in this verse being corrected and found out to be a liar. Hmm. Understand that. Um, from there, give me um, James 4 and 4. Mm -hmm. all, James chapter 4, all I want is verse 4 and 5. Then one more scripture and mm -hmm. I'm done. Four, James 4 and 4. Mm -hmm. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? So being, trying to assimilate, trying to fit in with the customs of this world is hatred. Enmity is hatred. Look the word up. Enmity is hatred. You hate God when you say, you know what? I'm going to celebrate Christmas anyway. I know I heard, I heard you. It's paganism. Time moves. Nimrod. Man, I'm finna, I'm finna get me some gifts. I'm finna go get something for my mama. I'm gonna go get something for my boyfriend, my girlfriend. Hmm. You showing you hate God? Yeah. You showing? It's just that the Bible's a clear book. I didn't make. I'm reading what was written the four times. I didn't write this. Read on. Whosoever, therefore. Will be a friend of the world. Because you're a friend of the world. You know, I still like, you know, I I, I don't want to offend no one. You know, no, no. If, 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 I know what the job, uh, I'm sorry, I don't participate in Secret Santa. No, I, I don't participate in that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, no, I, 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 I don't want to do a, uh, what. No, I, I, I don't want to put up no Can't you just get a little gift, just a yeah. small gift? What? $5 or Come under, on. brother. $5 or under. Come on. You, you have to stand for what you believe in, brother. Principles. Sister. Principles. Old, old saying is if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's proof. So watch this. Read, read on. Whosoever therefore shall will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So I don't want to be an enemy of God. I don't want you to be an enemy either. So you might think it's just a holiday. No, it's certain things that God holds serious. He'll look at you as an enemy. And we know how God treats enemies. If you, if you ever read the Bible for, for yourself, anything in the Bible, somebody that went against God or his people, how he deal. He'll see you as an enemy. Read on. Uh, do ye think that the scripture saith in vain? Do you think the scriptures is lies? Do you think all we was reading and pulling that, no, the folks that came up with the holidays, they tell the truth and no, y'all lying. Do you think these scriptures are lies? Read. The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. Guess what? When this come out, you know the scripture says the spirits are made manifest. It's going to reveal if you really love God or if you really love yourself in this world. Once again, if you know better, you don't do it. Do better. Mm -hmm. 
So before hell, like I said, I celebrate. If you 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 might have the tree in your house right now hearing this. Already. You might have already halfway through decoration right now hearing this. But right now you have to um, make a decision. You have to start analyzing. Wait a minute, hold on. I'm always talking about God. I always say that I that that that, that, that I love God. Do I really love God? I just heard that God ain't with this. If I really love God, maybe I need to take these decorations down. Because I know God ain't in this. Got to have the conversation. We can't just ignore it. We got to talk about it. Watch this. My last scripture. You want something else, um, Solomon? No, I'm good right now. Um, First John chapter 5. I'm going to end it. Hold on. Yeah, First John. First John chapter 5. All I want is verse 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1 John chapter 5, 2 and 3. Now there is at Jerusalem. No, 1 John chapter My 5. My bad, that was St. John. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Listen good. Yes, and all sir. this, now man, you, I had to repent of this myself. So you can repent. If I can get out of it, you can too. 1 John chapter 5. Two and three. Whosoever believeth. No, first John. Oh, two and three. First John chapter, chapter five, five two, two and three. Yeah, somebody go. wrote in my book, it don't look like <laughs> a father. Somebody be writing notes all in my stuff, though. <laughs> by this we know that we love, th- by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. So you can't just say you love God with your mouth. God want to see some action. He want to see your proof. He want to see your evidence. Mm-hmm. He want to see your work. Read on. For this is the love of God. So anybody said that they love God, the most high is a master man. You said you love me, right? I'm, this is how you're going to prove that you really love me. Read it. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. You know, he a cold father. You prove that you love me not only by keeping the commandments, but he added a little nugget at the end, and it's not grievous. That You know what? When God say we got to do something, now you don't feel bad about doing it. Man, I got to keep the Sabbath. Ain't nobody else keeping no Sabbath, man. I, I got to keep um, uh, Feast of Dedication. Ain't no feast of dedication sales. Ain't no feast of dedication parties. I usually throw a big Christmas party. I usually get invited to three or four Christmas parties. Is now you being grievous? Because you said you love God. You, you said it right. You, you said you love God. You, 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 were my, you, were, you were one of the ones that say, I, God, I do whatever you say do. You know, it's Christian songs that say this stuff. But now he's saying, hey, Christmas ain't what you should be doing. Is you don't be grievous about it? Hmm. Or is you going to be like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Not, I was wrong. Now I can be right. Read that verse for me one more time. Just the, but the, um, verse three or the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing for three. Mm-hmm. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments, 
and his commandments are not grievous. So we didn't go through all this um, for nothing. The Bible ain't a lie. We encourage everybody to do what the Most High said do. Mm -hmm. um, Christmas is not of God. No way that you chop, chop, chop it up and twist it and turn it. Um, it has nothing to do. I, I, I like this picture right here. I'm going to put it up. <laughs> the boy asked him, where are you in the Bible? And Santa said, the part that says Satan deceived the whole world. Mm -hmm. Santa deceived, I mean, Satan deceived the whole world? <laughs> right. Okay. You know, and, and that's a true image. The whole world been deceived with this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The whole world. We all done it. We all done done this. It's high time for us to wake up and repent, all right? All praises. Um, you want to take some questions? Anybody have some questions real quick? We'll give the last two, three minutes. Anybody have questions before we get about it? I know we went up through a whole lot. Any questions? It's all good, though, brother. We was just testing everything out. <laughs> Seems like to be working well. Anything, anything, anything. Any questions? I know it's a little delay, so let's give them a second. Any questions? I know we went through a whole lot. I encourage y'all to rewatch this, to, to, to take your time, take mm -hmm. some notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look up the different books. Look up the different in in interviews, um, videos, rather. From off of YouTube and do your own look, do your own research and then judge the matter. You know? mm -hmm. But I'll tell you right now, you if you keeping that if you keeping Christmas and all that and, and you do all that research, it's best you come up with a new conclusion. <laughs> it's, it's best that you look at it deeply and you know because when you know you know if something inside of you hits you and say, "Oh man, I didn't know this," now you know what you're gonna do about it though. And this is the thing. A lot of y'all know this, but y'all not doing nothing about your knowledge. You're not. You just letting what you know sit there. You're not. You're not applying your knowledge. You'll never become wise, and uh, and have great understanding until you apply what you know to proof. It's proof of what you know in that. So please, when you know, if you know Christmas ain't really real. If you know it's just, and then you got all these reasons you know you celebrate it, but you know as far as factually and the reason they tell you to celebrate it, and all, if you know that stuff is not real, at least start applying it. Say, hey, no, no, no. You don't deal with falsehoods. I don't deal with falsehoods personally. I don't deal with lies. I don't like, I don't like lying people. I don't like to lie. I don't like lying people around me. I don't like to catch people lying to me because I will, I will keep people from being around me. If you had a best friend that lied to you every day, would you want them around you? No. But you got an entire system and that, that is giving you a feeding you and force feeding you a big old lie and doing everything they can in your ears and your mouth and your nose and your eyes to to make sure you swallow this lie and you not and you just gonna let them have they way with and give them your money and come on we're not thinking right i would if you would not do that to somebody if you would not have somebody around you lying to you all day long then please refrain from associating yourself with these lies because they lies that's why just just because just because they lies that's why this is what he's talking about if you don't stand for something you fall for anything it's about the principle it doesn't matter how big or small the rest of it is. It's a principle. Amen. 
And, uh, if, if, you know, and most people, you have to have principles in life. You have, you can't be like the wind where you just do whatever everyone tells you and you're going to and fro. You have to be able to stand firm and say, hey, no, I don't believe in that. Right. No, I'm not going to do that. Hey, man, he, let me get this to your kids. It's only going to give them cancer. You what you going to say? No. I don't want, I, I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? But, the, but, but, but then it's, well, they package it different. That's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. They find a package that you accept. They package it in the same thing over and over, over and over, and until they find something that you okay with the packaging. And we got to be, we got to say, I don't care about what the package is. What is it? What's inside of it? What are the context? You know? You don't know, do about them laws podcast. Hey, want to say happy Sabbath to everybody. Pray everybody got some edification and some education off, off this conversation. Uh, we pray everybody leave Christmas alone. Um, share the podcast. Share the videos. Um, it's for edification. If you know better, I believe that you would definitely do better. All right. Um, appreciate my brother Solomon coming through with me to to, to dig into this conversation about um, Christmas. We don't supposed to have no parts of it. Hanukkah is what we supposed to be to tapping into around this time, all right? Tap in. So with that, we don't say shalom until next time. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to About Them Laws Podcast, where information and application equals elevation. My mission is to provide information that will inspire the minds of my people as we change and progress. Don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow King Rahamia and Baltham Laws Podcast on all social media outlets to stay up to date on future podcast topics and much more. Thank you and thank you again for your support as I keep it real, righteous, and always relevant. Peace. <laughs>